Unified. And hello, how are we? Happy day one of the new NFL League season. This is the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am Bird. That is Jake. Jake, did anything happen to you particularly that was uh, superb, special, amazing, awesome today? Man, this was for somebody that hasn't seen my team win a championship. And we were close, though, twice. We were close. But I have to be honest with you, man. Today was probably the happiest day I've had. And I could, and we'll see how it ends, obviously. Because Aaron Rodgers, and you know this as well as anybody, he's my favorite player. He always has yes. been. He always was. And everybody yes, always kn- knew that that was my guy. So, yep. Um, yeah, it's it's one of the best days of my sports fandom career. Like this is, and somebody asked me this actually today. They said, are you happier today or when the Nets got KD and Kyrie? I, and this is just completely honest because everyone knows I'm Jets before Nets. Everyone knows yeah. Jets are first. Yes. It's not even a comparison to how I feel to have somebody go on a national program and say they willingly want to play for my team. And yeah, both. Hopefully he went into the darkness and got Joe Namath's soul back from the devil that Joe Namath sold before Super Bowl three and all the Jets maybe needed to get back to a championship is a quarterback that went into darkness. He's the true dark night of New York, not that pitcher from our noisy neighbors back in the back in the day. I don't know. He's pitching for Team Italy in the World Baseball Classic. It's irrelevant, but Aaron Rodgers could be the true Dark Knight, rising from the darkness to play for the Jets. Can't write a better script. And listen, I, I tell you what, if there's some way that Aaron Rodgers could bring a championship to the New York Jets. Yeah, I mean, you have to think about it where, and obviously with all due respect to Tom Brady and all those other guys, is winning a championship for this franchise more impressive than maybe anything Tom's ever done? Like, this is darn near impossible. And it's a long shot. I'm not saying the Jets are winning the Super Bowl, but if, if come on, bro. This if. this has to weigh more than a lot of things that a lot of people have done with this franchise. It, it would be miraculous, yeah, to put it, it mildly. Be, they're, if, they're definitely, you know, I think they can contend, though. I think they have to be, there's definitely some work to be done, but. I, how can I not feel great? Honestly, really. Well, they got to complete. They got to complete. Uh, they got to complete said trade first, and then they got to make sure they get Aaron Rodgers' good buddies, Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewison. Okay, Jamal people Williams hate on Mer- as well. Jamal Williams would be phenomenal. I'm definitely on board with that, and I love Alan Lazard too, who we'll talk about. But people hate, but Mercedes Lewis is a good blocker. He really oh, is. He is. He's a good blocker, I think, and, and Alan Lazard is a very good blocker as well. I think that will benefit Brees Hall or whoever's running the rock for the Jets at some point this year in a big way. But yeah, Randall Cobb is pretty good. Randall Cobb is just there for vibes, honestly. No, he, he's just there. He's just there because he just wants to be there and have a grand old time. Yeah, he's going to play like, what, 10 snaps? I mean, he, if on. that. Yeah, he's not playing. If that, it would, it, would, it, would re- it would require Elijah Moore potentially going down. And Braxton Barrios not getting re-signed. Yeah, well, he's done, Braxton Barrios. Forget him. They caught him. Yeah, yeah. He, they caught him. He's gone. And Did you get OBJ, though? I don't think they will, but... I don't think they will either, but... 
We'll be talking about Aaron Rodgers, Alan yeah. Lazard, and the rest of the uh, the rest. What a of great the day events. to be a Jet fan. I hope Adam's happy too. I haven't talked to him yet, but um, I'm sure when um, I cross paths with him, he better be happy. If he's not happy, I don't know if we can continue to do business. I can confirm that he is quite thrilled. Yeah, you have to be. If you're not thrilled by this and you're a Jet fan, please go root for the I don't know the Raiders or somebody like that. <laughs> so. We will be talking about the New York Jets a whole lot in this episode. But, of course, because this is the fantasy show, we'll be talking about fantasy-relevant free agent moves that have happened. And when we did this show on Monday, it was kind of like the, the the precursor to what we wanted Monday to be, that that there'd be a lot of fantasy-relevant moves that happened. Didn't really, really pan today. out that way. Yeah, today so, and yesterday. Yes, yesterday was the day for the big time moves to occur and here we are going to go through a large chunk of them and hopefully see whether or not they are going to be fantasy relevant in the year of our lord 2023 so let's start in south beach where the miami dolphins have brought back running back miles gaskin jake will you be drafting miles gaskin in fantasy I won't be drafting him, or I won't be drafting Raheem Mostert or Jeff Wilson. They will not be rostered by me. Uh, no. No. There is zero chance. Zero chance in hell that that happens. Um, No. None of them. None no. of them. It's... None of them really excite me. No. Regardless of price. Agreed. Agreed. It, I, it... I shouldn't say that, but like, I don't think it will get to... A price to where I would want either one of them. If I had to pick one of them, though, I think I would go Raheem Mostert. Okay. I think, but yeah. Draft, you. it's something you can avoid. Oh, absolutely. You know, this absolutely. isn't like we're in the middle of the season and, you know, you need to trade for one of them because you're thin. It's don't put yourself in the position to need one of them. So right now I have both Miami running backs hovering around 42 and 43 overall in my ranks. Yeah, not not very uh no. No. Ain't it. Ain't it. Um let's talk about the Cowboys before we do before we do anything. It's obviously they traded for Stefan Gilmore. We'll talk about Stefan Gilmore in a minute. But they also did release Ezekiel Elliott today. Jake part 1 of the question is it, is it a surprise? Part two. Well, it's really a three-parter. Part two, where do you think Ezekiel Elliott goes? And then part three, what do the Cowboys do next at running back? No, not a surprise at all. I think anybody, you don't even need to be connected to the league to know that the Cowboys were going to move on from Zeke, in my opinion, with that. Just not at that number. He was going to return to Dallas. So not a surprise. Where the Cowboys go next at running back? I personally, you don't like it. But I know you you want Bijan Robinson in the draft. That's great and all. Much respect there if they do that. Good. I just think that they would be better off with Tony Pollard and maybe a guy in the second. Like, I don't really know where Jameer Gibbs is going to go in the draft out of Alabama, who I think is a great prospect as well. I think if you wanted him, you could even trade back to where you are, where you are in the first round and even get more assets and still get him. I think yeah. that would be a much smarter business. You can go with him. Um I would go with, honestly, a much different runner 
than Tony Pollard. I think Gibbs is very similar to Tony Pollard and to sure. a much lesser extent, Bijan Robinson, obviously much more physical. Um, how about Damian Harris on, on a nice deal coming over from the Patriots? Really that north-south runner, um, very good in short yardage situations, just not really quite the pass catcher uh, that a, a true three-down running back is in the NFL nowadays. So I would go with somebody like Harris, maybe if another physical runner like Kareem Hunt, probably a little bit pricey to what Dallas would pay. So I would cross him off the list, but I'm looking at, I'm looking at uh, Damian Harris. And I think this guy may also take a little bit of a pay cut. Say you get maybe an Odell Beckham jr. To come to your team. How about playoff Lenny on the right deal? Who knows? I don't really know what the price tag is for him uh, in this open market, but I think those are two, somebody that is a true bull, not like a bulldozer, but a physical runner that, can go between the tackles and be that short yardage guy and be a nice change of pace from Tony Pollard is what they need. I, I, I just don't see a situation where I think everyone, everyone after the whole Zeke Elliott thing was here comes Tony Pollard. It's Tony Pollard time. Now I urge everyone. It is not Tony Pollard time. The Cowboys have said this and I have reported this on this podcast a thousand times. Tony Pollard is not a guy at the Cowboys view as an Austin Eckler where he can carry the ball and touch the ball 25, 30 times a game. That's just not Tony Pollard. That's not but, what the Cowboys want. Yeah. But so, why would you draft Bijan Robinson though? If that's the case, like if you don't think Tony Pollard is a three, like it, Robinson is a three down back. If you're drafting a running back in the first round, you must play him all the time. So where's Tony Pollard playing into things that you just franchised for 10 million? So you so you can have Tony Pollard be the third down back and then have drives that'll be by himself if you want to keep Bijan Robinson fresh, which horrific business though, bro. You can't do that. I but I think you can. I think you can. Well, and you're paying also, him ten million dollars to be a third down back. That's that's horrible. But there also are going to be situations where Tony Pollard could be on the field with Bijan Robinson. It's not going to be one. You know that's or very the other. seldom though in the NFL. Like it sounds good on paper, but teams don't actually do that on a consistent sure. basis. Sure, and and they they've shown that Tony they can line Tony Pollard up in the slot if they want to. They can move him all around the field. But I I do agree with you on the basic point of. Does Bijan Robinson and Tony Pollard, does that fit make sense? It doesn't. You're you're literally paying a guy $10 million this year to be your running back. What why are you drafting a running back in the first round? Because this is the Dallas Cowboys and Bijan Robinson went to the University of Texas and they have an interest in putting acid seats and keeping things. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, look, if you're if if you're looking to make a splash and put asses in the seats, respect there. But if you're looking to win the Super Bowl, which Jerry Jones hasn't done since God knows when. No knock, obviously. They definitely are a good team. There's no hate there for me. I personally think the smartest move is to get a guy on a good contract to compliment Tony Pollard that has plenty of experience, particularly in the playoffs, and getting another pass catcher for Dak Prescott in the first round, whether that be a tight end or a wide receiver, because that is where the Cowboys have failed Year in and year out, it's Dak not showing up in the biggest games. And you have guys like CeeDee Lamb, who not really so much last year, but the year before at Jerry World, disappeared against the 49ers. There wasn't another option because Michael Gallup has proven time and time again he's not a second receiver for the Cowboys. So why would you not draft a receiver or a tight end in the first round? And You don't need a running back. You guys haven't had a good rushing attack all these years. 
Now that point, that point, I do agree with that there are uh, there are other needs for sure. But if you look at like if we're talking about someone like I don't know, I'm I'm just spitballing a name here, uh, Josh Downs or Jackson Smith and Jigba at at where the Cowboys are going to be in the mid twenties. I don't like a receiver there for them. I like a tight end. I think that's the play. And Dak loves his tight ends. And Dalton Schultz looks like he's on the way out. It's not Jake Ferguson or Peyton Hendershot either. No, don't, no, don't, no, 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 no. Dalton Kinnickard? Could be. Could be. I, I, I might like him a little bit more than Michael Mayer. Kills me to say it as an Irish fan, but yeah. I also just don't see the Cowboys, you know, going and drafting a tight end in the first round. That That I don't. I don't see it. I think they could. I think that's how important a tight end is. Though. Well, listen, if you're not drafting a tight end in the first round, you better get to signing one. Oh yeah, one will have to be, one will have to be brought in, or you work, or you try and work something out with Dalton Schultz. Schultz is gone. I think he's priced out. I think I think so too, but never say never. And I think yeah. if, if there was a move that was going to happen with Dalton Schultz, you know, where he was well and truly gone, something just tells me in my head that it would have happened. That yeah. maybe they're trying to work something out with Dallas, but and maybe I think once and maybe cutting Ezekiel Elliott is a way that they if they get there and they clear that hurdle. But yeah, we'll see. I, I think that Dalton Schultz is going to go to the Chargers, especially once they get rid of Eckler. Sure, sure, and it makes a lot of sense. I, it, it, it makes, makes a, a ton of sense. sense with Kellen Moore. The Chargers yeah. need a tight end, and possibly but, I mean, who knows? Maybe Ezekiel Elliott goes to the Chargers as well. I mentioned that too, and. I yeah, think Zeke makes I think Zeke makes a lot of sense. And I think Zeke going to the Saints makes a lot of sense too. The Saints just have an unlimited supply of cap space, I guess. But Zeke going to the Saints to play with Michael Thomas. Possible. It. Possible, um, especially as as like an early filler for whatever suspension comes from from Alvin Kamara. Yeah, and even, even to a much lesser extent, I even think the Jets might make a little bit of sense for, for Zeke, especially if Brees Hall isn't ready to go at the start of the season. I think he'd be a nice change of pace back for Brees Hall. Sure. Sure, I, 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 especially if the whole if Jamal Williams thing falls through, yeah, why not? Yeah, on a, on a one year, on a one year deal, yeah, sure. I could see it maybe Buffalo. Zeke will have a market, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think so. He, I think Zeke's definitely going to have a market. Yeah, but I early lean though, early lean though is the Chargers once they yes. get rid of Eckler. I'm confident in that one. Yep. Uh, we'll stick. We'll stick in Dallas. We'll hit on this one really quick. Cowboys trading for Stephon Gilmore at the cost of a conditional fifth round pick or compensatory fifth round pick. Excuse me. Uh, Jake, are the Cowboys now your number one defense in fantasy? Um, no, I think the Niners are still better than them. Mine too. Uh, I, I would probably say Niners, but Cowboys defense got a lot better. Um, basically got a guy for free. To be honest with you, that yeah. showed no signs of slowing down last year. I've always been a fan of Gilmore. Hopefully he and honestly he looked like he still had plenty left in the tank. He might not be the same player that won Defensive Player of the Year in New England, but that's pretty unreasonable to expect nowadays. But uh, very good contract number. I think he's like ten million against the cap this year, and that's, that's not bad from what nothing. for what corners are getting on the open market. Uh, very good move from Jerry Jones and company, especially uh, with the added emphasis on corners nowadays to go alongside Trayvon Diggs. Now let me ask you: out of knowing what you know now that Darius Slay was going to end up being released by the Eagles, Jalen Ramsey was going to be traded by the Rams, and Stephon Gilmore would be available. Who would be the guy that you would want out of those three? Uh, it's close. I don't like Ramsey, but saying he's say he's motivated and healthy, I think I'd still pick him. But okay. if when you factor in, he probably will get a new contract. And 
The Rams kind of used him a lot more as like a, a safety. People don't really realize that. Yeah. I don't know. I think Slay is pretty awesome, though. Slay would have been cool for the Cowboys. Yeah. But I, I think the commitment, the financial is just attractive with Gilmore, to be honest with you. He's on an expiring deal. You got him for nothing. He's, I think he's a very good fit there. Slay, probably given a multi year deal, too. Yes. Yeah. I mean, with the money, the, the financially, I think Gilmore made the most sense. Um, but I probably would have said, I mean, Darius Slay. I think Gilmore is going to guard, cover the best receivers now, too. He may. Yeah, he, he may. He, I think that's smarter, to be honest with you. And I, I mean, I tell you what, I mean, it doesn't really matter, you know, whether it was Gilmore, Slay, Ramsey, whomever. Uh, Trayvon Diggs and Anthony Brown was never going to cut Brown it. Was, Anthony Brown was putrid. Putrid. Terrible. terrible. Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, that's that's a huge improvement. I, that's probably the best cornerback duo in the NFC, right? I mean, I can't really. It think might be. Of... It might be, and 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 honestly, we'll we'll get to the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. That's going to be a whole conversation in and of itself. But I had this thought today, and I I just want your opinion on it before we uh, before we move on and get away from the Cowboys. Is Dak Prescott now the second best quarterback in the NFC? No. It's a loaded question. Yeah, honestly, people hate. And I think when healthy, I would still rather have Kyler over Dak Prescott. Okay. I really do. I, I really Looks believe fair. in the I believe in the player. I think that Cliff Kingsbury was a putrid coach. I actually think Kyler might get traded next offseason, to be completely honest with you. I can Possibly. see them wanting to move in a different direction. Um Aaron Rodgers plays one year. Jets uh <laughs> let's run it back. But no, in all seriousness, um, I would probably go Kyler over Dak and call me crazy. And call me crazy. Do you think Goff might be better than Dak? To put up raw numbers? Yeah. Yeah, the Lions. Who's more more consistent? I think Dak is. In a big game, I would much. I I probably wouldn't go that far with Goff. I think the only. I honestly think the next guy outside of Dak is Daniel Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Stafford, if Stafford's healthy, he's probably better than Dak or close yes. to it. Yeah, if he if he returns to form, then then yes. But obviously the number one quarterback in the NFC. I'd still rather is... have Dak over Daniel Jones, though. Daniel Jones threw 15 touchdowns last year. Like, yeah. people got to relax a little bit. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's a valid take. Kirk Cousins, nah. I'm sorry. No, but, yeah. no, not for me. Not for me. But Jalen Hurts is one. And then you have a whole conglomerate of guys that you could say are probably – the second best quarterback in the in the NFC, but it just goes to show you the amount of talent at the quarterback position that's now in the AFC. The AFC is is loaded. Oof. AFC and the, is and the NFC. You lost Aaron Rodgers and you lost Tom Brady. Like <laughs> you, you yeah. could you could realistically have if if the Eagles don't go back to the Super Bowl, you could have a Dak Prescott. Uh, a, a, I don't know. Who, like, what other Kirk Cousins? Ni- someone, yeah, give me, give me the like Niners. Go to whoever the quarterback is for the Niners. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think whoever Darnold was a nice there. little signing by them. Yeah. Hear me out here. Next year, the starting quarterback for the 49ers is going to be Kirk Cousins. You heard it here first. Hmm. I said that about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. I probably was talking out of my ass at the time, but um, Kirk Cousins and Kyle Shanahan reunion in uh, uh, San Fran next year when San Fran inevitably falls short again. What if Lamar Jackson goes to the 49ers? Wink, wink. Nah, yeah. I, I, no, he's no. not. No, he's no, not. No. 
he's not he's not going. Speaking of Daniel Jones, though, let's talk about the Giants and the trade that they made. Uh, Darren Waller going to the Giants for a third round pick. That third round pick came from the trade that sent Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs. So they really traded Kadarius Tony for Darren Waller. And if anybody had said that to me three, four months ago, I would have said that's unbelievable business. And the Raiders did a Raiders. They turned down a second round pick from the Packers at the deadline. A source confirmed to me. Turned down a second round pick from the Packers at the deadline. That for Darren Waller. Oh man. And now trade him for a third. Like yeah. typical. typical. And I don't it's love classic. I don't love Waller either. Um Yes, I know you don't. Yeah, it's just never uh, no. Like I he's always hurt and on the wrong side of 30s approaching. Mm-hmm. Not for me, but the Giants needed to get Daniel Jones more weapons, and this is doing so. So I understand why they did it. It wasn't a huge financial commitment for them. Uh very good trade for them, but the Raiders. They're, they're a joke, and I think they'll trade Hunter Renfro, too. I have been uh, hearing that that could be a possibility with the addition of Jacoby Myers, that uh, Hunter Renfro could be on the chopping block. Uh, as, have, as have I, and I don't know if anything changes with the addition that they made today, uh, but I've heard the Patriots were one of those teams that were interested in Hunter Renfro. I don't know if anything and, changes now. Yep, I would keep an eye on the Saints as well with Derek Carr there. Sure, sure. I think it's uh, – you could say you have Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Hunter Renfro. That's it's pretty yeah. solid. I, I, I could see something like that. That's pretty solid. But Darren Waller, Darren Waller in fantasy. I moved him up to my tight end five. So he's ahead of Dallas Goddard. He's ahead of Kyle Pitts. I don't know if I want to be drafting him as a tight end five, but that's just kind of where the tight end market kind of kind of is. But I feel it's like just a shit could, position. Yeah. It, no? it, it, if Darren Waller, though, if he could stay healthy, which he hasn't done for two years now, but if he could stay healthy, big if, he at most, at least, is going to be the second option for Daniel Jones, pending, of course, the Giants go out and they get Daniel Jones' number one receiver, whether it's in the form of Odell Beckham Jr. or someone through the draft, whatever it may be. But it just feels like at the very worst, Darren Waller is going to be the number two option for Daniel Jones where they can open up this offense and there's a vertical threat downfield. So I think yeah. that helps Daniel Jones. And I think it's a good, it's a really good move for the Giants. Yeah, I like the move better for Waller to go to the Giants in terms of fantasy. I'm just not going to be interested in him for his ADP. I'd much rather have a guy like a Dallas Goddard. I really don't want Kyle Pitts, but I think Goddard I'd be interested in the right price. But uh, you know me, I'm either getting one of the top two to three tight ends or I'm going to find somebody a little bit. The mid rounds are just, they're kind of boring and waste, waste wasteful for me. Um, yeah. I know there was something that I was I was going to say. Um, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, let's go and talk about the Raiders now. And Foster Moreau is now the starting tight end for the Raiders. Jake, is Foster Moreau of any interest? He is of interest. I got to be honest with you. He is. There are a decent amount of mouths to feed, though. With Myers and Devontae, Devontae, Devontae will get his. And Jacobs, yeah. Renfro. Mo- Moreau is a little... Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, um, that's he the is, thing. He is, it, it's interesting, though, with how Garoppolo relied so much on George Kittle all those years. And I'm not comparing Foster Moreau to George Kittle, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo does love his tight ends. And we do know that the Josh McDaniels offense does need a strong pass-catching tight end. And Moreau's always done a nice job when filling in. So he's of interest. I probably wouldn't draft him as my uh, sure fit and sure bet. 
I would draft him though as a tight end too. He's a fine late round dart throw for me. Speaking of the Raiders, let's move right on to what they did with Jimmy Garoppolo. We talked about this on Monday. Didn't really dive deep into the fantasy implications of this, but here we are. We're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna do it. Even though Jimmy Garoppolo, it, it, it looks nice on paper. There the amount of weapons that he has at his disposal, namely Devontae Adams, it looks nice. To me, he's just a he's just a he's just a placeholder. He's just a guy. Like he's not someone that for me that I'm going to be going out and trying to absolutely break the bank for. Now, what I will say is if you are in two QB, super flex, even deep. 12 and 14 team leagues where most teams are rostering two, if not three quarterbacks. Garoppolo is interesting, but in 10 team leagues, I don't really see much value for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I, he's just a guy that it's just very boring. He's a fine streamer. He's a fine. He is what he is. If that makes sense, no matter what yeah. situation he's in, in the league, he is who he is. So Mm-hmm. Um, status quo with Jimmy G. I thought it was just very weird optics by the Raiders. I personally think they were just better off keeping Derek Carr on that deal. I sure like it was just a little strange to me. That just it just reeks of Josh McDaniels just not being a fan of Derek Carr whatsoever. So, but yeah, from a fantasy perspective, he is what he is. And Jacoby Myers, of course, signing with the Raiders as well. Jake, is Jacoby Myers of any interest to you in full point PPR? A slight interest, but not really. Uh, maybe if Renfro was gone, I would be a little bit more interested. But I just don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is capable of supporting Devontae and two other fantasy. It'll be one of them will be useful, Myers or Renfro. Who it is? We don't know, but I don't like the fit though for for Myers. I thought he'd go somewhere else where he'd be a little bit more fantasy relevant. He's kind of like a low ceiling wide receiver three, wide receiver four, honestly. Yeah, that's kind that's kind of what he is. I mean, he gets a little bit of a boost in in PPR, but outside of that, he's just he he really is just very 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 boring to be quite honest. So yeah, I I agree. All right, so let's go to Cody Myers and his former team, the New England Patriots, signing Juju Smith-Schuster to a three-year contract. The Patriots get Mac Jones, an out-and-out number one target for the passing game for the Patriots. Jake, is Juju interesting at all? He is kind of interesting. I'm not going to lie. There is not, and we love this in fantasy, where is the competition for targets in New England as of right now? There are a lot of targets to go around. That's what I'm saying. Juju is Juju's interesting. He can be. He he definitely can be. I I mean, I would love to see Mac Jones really get into a groove with Juju and pepper him more consistently. I just don't know though if New England is gonna just have that number one go to sort of guy. They might. And I also do worry that Juju is just not a Bill Belichick kind of guy. I think Juju took the money. I think the Patriots were desperate for a receiver and they gave Juju the money. So um, I don't know. I, I, I don't love the fit for Juju, but as of right now, there's nobody there for targets. Nobody. Uh, no, there's not. And there is a there is a clear void. And can Juju take advantage of that? Absolutely. And, he, and he's they're, still they're, they're going to be so bad. So young. 
and they're gonna they do they're gonna be shit this year. Yeah, yeah, I I I am worried that the Patriots are going to be uh quite bad in that division. Yeah. Whew. Good luck. Good luck to to the Patriots now, but still the Patriots defense will find a way to be a top 5 fantasy defense. I, I'm season. not pop- I think McCordy McCordy was a big loss for that Patriots. Oh, defense. absolutely, absolutely, but they'll figure it out in typical Patriots fashion. I'm not sure. I I really I I'm just really <laughs> shedding so many tears, but um yeah i'm not doubting bill belichick until it gives me a reason to doubt him <laughs> i mean they were pretty shit last year you know like they weren't good no no but it also came down to the fact that mac jones like i i just kind of think we're at the point where i think we could say quite comfortably that mac jones is just he's just not that good he's just he listen he's a starting quarterback in the league but he's not a starting quarterback for the patriots he yeah but he is who he is if that makes sense like sure. there's a spot for him in the league like He's a good, like, he's just not a guy that you build your future around, if that makes sense. Like, he's a good stopgap guy. Like, he'll he's, he'll get chances in the league, but, like, bro, he's not, you know, you're not going to build your whole future around Mac Jones. Like, where can he possibly take you? He's not going to elevate your franchise. Everything needs to be part. He's kind of like Jimmy Garoppolo to a much lesser extent, in my opinion. Sure. I was going to I was gonna say Derek Carr, but I think, I, think, I think Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo are very similar as well. Yeah, and I told you that's why I wasn't really too excited about either of them coming to my team. It's just like, what's the point? But right, right. I mean, where would you where would you be comfortable with draft with drafting Juju Smith-Schuster? I kind of think that he could be. He finishes the wide receiver thirty five last year in points. Could he be game. this year's Christian Kirk? He could be. He definitely could be. Maybe. And if you're and if you're saying if we're on the train, right? That the Patriots are going to be a bad football team. Hot. Yep. They're going to have to. They're going to have to throw the ball. So, I kind of think if you're if you're telling me you can get Judas Schuster in round eight, round nine, I, I like that. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I wouldn't. I, okay, I wouldn't love it if you're going zero wide receiver. And you have to have Juju starting for you or in three receiver setups where he's your wide receiver three. I don't know if I love that that much, but if you're in two wide receiver and he's your wide receiver three, or you're in a three wide receiver setup and he's your wide receiver four, I don't mind that. Uh, Yes. I think he's a fine high upside guy on your bench. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think the lesser you have to rely on Juju, the better. Agreed. But he definitely has a a tremendous amount of upside and of course coming off the Super Bowl with the Chiefs that's also nice to have in in your back pocket as well all right so let's go to let's go to the Eagles and Rashad Penny a very interesting one I have my thoughts uh, on this for sure one year deal for Rashad Penny I kind of think that the if you're the starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles you automatically are going to be fantasy relevant. The problem is, I don't know if Rashad Penny is the guy that's going to be the fantasy relevant yeah. one. I think it's going to be Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, that I, listen, is the guy that I am really interested in here. I don't think either one of them are starting this year. I, I have a hard time believing they're not going to draft somebody high in the draft. Very hard time. I think they might draft Bajan Robinson. Uh, at nine overall, yeah, they could. They or they trade back and then take him in the in the teens. 
I I think they will draft a running back this year in the draft. I would be stunned if they didn't. If they pa- if they were to pass on him, yeah, I would be I would be surprised. And especially you know you you take Bijan Robinson away from from Dallas potentially. Yeah. So uh, listen, I'm not buying Rashad Penny, and I agree. If it does come down to it, where it's, it's status quo and there's they don't sign another running back, draft another running back. Yeah, I'm interested in uh, Kenny Gainwell, but. I'm not interested in Rashad Penny at all. No, just you know, you no. know where it's ending with, with him being getting hurt and correct. Um, so yeah, correct. Rashad Penny will be good. Will be good for a couple of weeks and it'll get hurt. So yeah, agreed. I mean, hey, if you if you want to have Rashad Penny and he goes off week one and he's a starter, he goes off week one and you Trade can flip, him. flip him right away. Cool, awesome. Like congratulations, you, you you've done well. But outside of that, I don't really see any long term fantasy value for Rashad Penny. Agreed. Baker Mayfield, the starting quarterback, looking like it for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's going to be in a competition, we believe, with Kyle Trask, who the Bucks do deem very, very highly. Uh, Jake, thoughts about uh, Baker Mayfield? And if he is a starter, is he fantasy relevant with the amount of targets that they have going on in uh, in Tampa? Yeah, I think he can be a fine upside backup. I'm uh, not drafting him to be a starter. I don't think he's even a QB2 in two QB leagues. I think I would love him as my QB3. So, yeah, I think this is Baker's best opportunity for success, though, that he's had since the second season with Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland, I would say. I'm just a little bit worried that now that Brady's not there, and we all know the kind of high volume offense that exists. But he Brady. is on a one year deal, though, so it's not even like they're drafting him to be like the next guy. Sure, sure, he's just he's just a bridge option, or maybe he gets he stinks at the joint. And they have Kyle Trask, and they see what and so they see what they got there. But the main point of it is the volume is just not going to be there. He had uh, Brady just in twenty twenty two, I believe, had seven hundred and thirty three. Different play caller. Yeah, different play caller, though. Yeah, uh, fair, fair. That's that's very fair. Now, I know we talked about this before we we came on air. No Leonard Fournette there. Rashad White. Very fantasy relevant. Yes, yes, yes. I moved moved Rashad White. He was my RB26, and he is now my RB22. And he He can move up. I I think he's going to get drafted as a top 20 guy. He's back. He's back to back right now with Cam Akers and James Conner. Cam Akers is ahead how, of him. How about James Cam Akers? <laughs> Great guy. We love him. See, if anybody listened to this podcast last year, they would have known that Cam Akers was going to be a league winner. And Jake, was he a league winner? He was. He was. He was. But- the, the journey. Fuck the journey. Who cares? The destination. Wonderful. Amazing. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, for Evans and Godwin, I think it's pretty status quo. I think Evans definitely takes a little bit of a hit because we know Baker doesn't love to throw the ball down the field. Yes. But I think Godwin might actually get a little bit of an uptick. But um, honestly, I could see Mike Evans on a different team at the trade deadline. Kind of a hot take, but I wouldn't be shocked. No, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked either. And, and I, I would also not be shocked if we get to a point where we're start to, we're start talking about maybe Mike Evans getting released to create some cast space for they can't Tampa. release him they can't i looked at yeah they can't 
next year's the year to get out from underneath the contract. Okay. Okay. Uh, so but, oh, okay. just, just wrapping up on, on Baker Mayfield, if he, if he's a starter, is he a top 25 quarterback? Is he a top 20 quarterback? No, nah, I don't, I don't think he's a top 25 guy for me quite yet. Okay. All right. So then he, at, at best, he's a bench option in deep super flex leagues. Correct. Okay. All right, let's get to. Uh, I want to get to the Lions. Lions. Yeah, yeah. We're, That's what I want to get to. I want to make sure. What a mess! We're, oh, oh, I was going to preface this by we might get angry, but here what we are. A giant mess. This is going to be. Like the good. The, the good news is that you or I won't have to be tempted. By the absolute fraud that is David Montgomery. That's great news. We won't be tempted. The bad news is that I won't be able to go back to a guy that has given me fantasy success in the past in DeAndre Swift. Because just n- and he's I never available. Not be having DeAndre Swift in any league that I'm in. I I, I don't care. I no, don't ne- care. Neither will I. It could be a one-man league where I'm playing against myself and I have every pick under the sun. I am not taking DeAndre Swift. I don't care. No, neither will I. I don't even care about the price, to be honest with you either. Nope. Nope. I, I not, honestly not I, interested. I don't care. I, I, I don't care. Because I'm not interested. Honestly, I'm just very curious, though, to see what is Jamal Williams commanding on the open market if he's – because they paid David Montgomery, what was it, like six mil a year? Like that's significant investment. What's Jamal million, Williams? Yeah. Maybe Jamal. I honestly think Jamal Williams is looking to win a Super Bowl. I I think that's he's he's trying to get on a contending team. It's possible. It's I think possible. he's trying hey. to get on. I think Buffalo. What uh, about with, Dallas? With, Dallas makes sense. I just think that like Dallas. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I guess he's good on the goal line. Um, that's an interesting fit. But I'm thinking more of personality would be interesting. But the Jets are the one that that jumps off the page yeah. right away. I could say it. They're they're really getting they're putting an emphasis on the uh the got the band getting back together. Yeah. Um with the Jets. I could see it. I could see Buffalo for sure. He he helps yeah. them out a lot. Um outside of that, maybe the Bears make a little bit of sense now that Montgomery's back gone. But I actually think that Austin Eckler is gonna go to the Bears. I have a weird feeling that's gonna get done. I do too. And then if that if that happens, maybe the Chargers become a place for Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, perfectly. Pop- I love that fit for Jamal. If Jamal Williams was the, the running back for the Chargers. He's got to be a top fifteen guy. Oh Easily. yeah, yeah. I actually hey, like def- Jamal. Definitely top twenty four. I actually might be more willing to draft Jamal Williams to my rosters now that he won't be back on the Lions. Me too. As weird as it sounds. Me too. Because we know that season was not getting replicated last year. I mean, no. who would have? Listen, bro, who would have seen that heading into last year that Jamal Williams would lead the league in touchdowns and Josh Jacobs would lead the league in scrimmage yards? Not me. No one saw it coming. No. No, not me. I never never in a million years. You you could have given me 20 guesses as to who it would have been. I never would have said Josh Jacobs would have led the league in yards, and I never would have said Jamal Williams would have led the league in touchdowns. Nope. Never in a million years. Um, David Montgomery, though, because I think out of the two, DeAndre Swift is more likely to get hurt. Under any under any circumstances, are you touching David Montgomery? No, I'm not either. Monty gets hurt all the time too. 
Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So I uh, I'm very out on this. Um no, no thank you. Yeah. All right. Jake, it's the moment the moment you've been waiting for. It's time to talk, it's time to talk about the New York Jets. Let's start with Alan Lazard. Jake, I'm just I'm feeding these to you because I know you've been waiting for these. You've been very patient. <laughs> My, only a lifetime. <laughs> only a lifetime. Let's start with Alan Lazard. Jake, your initial thoughts on Alan Lazard, what he's bringing to the Jets, and where you think he's going to fit in in fantasy. You're talking to a guy that currently has the stack of Rodgers and Lazard on his dynasty team, and I'm not really too happy about that at the current moment in time. Uh yeah, Lazard is going to score touchdowns. We know that. I still think that the touchdown production, I usually tend to predict that guy's touchdown production will dip. Lazard is a different story, though. Once the Jets get into that red area, and we saw this with the Packers, even with Devontae Adams there, when Lazard emerged, Rodgers looks for Lazard. I mean, he's a big target. He's 6'6 for starters, and he's a physical receiver that can go up and get it. The touchdowns will be there, but the yards and catches, we're talking about what did Lazard have last year? 730 yards in about 14 games, I think it was. Yep. I don't think he's going to get that in a full season, to be honest with you, with Garrett Wilson in the fold and Elijah Moore. We'll see what um, Elijah Moore gives them, though, this year. So I'm not too happy about Lazard uh, going to the Jets. I, uh, you know, I think he was just a play with his buddy Aaron Rodgers, but I think he's a fine bi-week filler, if that makes sense. He's he's a touchdown dependent guy, in my mm-hmm. opinion. He sure. needs to score. Yep. Flat out. So I probably won't be too interested in Lazard this year. I think if anything, he probably takes the Corey Davis role, and that's just kind of it. But I agree with you. Touchdown dependent. It's Garrett Wilson's offense. And that's it. We'll touch on Garrett Wilson in a minute. But, but Hackett loves Lazard, though, it should be stated, though. Hackett yes, really he does. went to bat for him. And Lazard will help the Jets out a lot in other areas, like blocking, for right. instance. And It's true. You know, and listen, he's a guy that's going to make Aaron Rodgers happy, as weird as it that's, sounds, bro. Like, that's it. it. It's, you, make, you make Aaron Rodgers happy, that's it. Yeah, but I'm not really too happy about that in Dynasty. I do have Elijah Moore in Dynasty, who I'm sure we'll talk about, but um, not the best, but I'll sacrifice uh, – my fantasy. I'll, I'll find somebody else. Maybe trade him. So now here we are. Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. We have to talk about Rodgers. We have to talk about all the Jets. But we also have to talk about the Packers as well and their fantasy assets. So let's start with the Packers. Jordan Love is now the guy for the Green Bay Packers. Jake, does he have – is he – at all interesting to you in fantasy. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I am interested. <laughs> yeah. He can it's run too. To he, he he can run too. He's mobile. Yep. Um, Not, not quite like, you know, like a Trey Lance or Justin Fields, but he can run. I think mm-hmm. there's still definite rushing upside with him. And I think that if the Packers had, listen, if the Packers didn't think he could play, there's no way they would let Aaron Rodgers leave their team. No way. Yep. So, Part of me thinks that he might be able to play. So I'm interested. I, I wouldn't draft him to be my starter, but he is for sure a fantasy backup. For me, he's a top 22 guy right now in fantasy, I think. I would rather have him over a slew of guys, if that makes sense. Like, you know, we talked about Baker before. Um, I'd rather have him over Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, yeah, you just have to give me some names. I know we love this game, but yeah, I'm interested in Jordan Love. 
How about Jordan Jordan Love or Jimmy Garoppolo? I just said it. I take Jordan Love. Yeah, it would, it would be it would be Jordan Love. Jordan Love or Ryan Tannehill. Love, not even close. I think Jordan Love or Matthew Stafford if he's healthy. Uh Stafford. Okay. Stafford is a safe, safer choice if he's healthy. Jordan Love or Jared Goff. Give me Goff. Yep. Okay. Same for the, same with me. Jordan Love. I'll give you one more here. Jordan Love or Russell Wilson. I have to go with Russell Wilson due to the Sean Payton factor. I have a hard time believing, no matter how puzzled I am with the Denver Broncos and their transactions so far this offseason. Mm-hmm. I have a funny feeling Sean Payton will find a way to make Russell Wilson play better. So compared to Jordan Love, I, Russell Wilson or a guy that's never really played before, I'll go Russ. Uh, what's the dynasty value looking like for Jordan Love for all of our dynasty players? Um, If you can get, let's say, I don't know, man, who... Would you, would you, if someone, if you're the Jordan Love manager and someone offers you a second round in, pick, would you do it? In one QB leagues, I don't think he holds a ton of value in Dynasty. Not quite yet. He's a good guy to maybe throw a dart on mm-hmm. if you have an older quarterback or maybe you got burned by Russell Wilson last year, who was your starter. I think Jordan Love is a nice guy to take a, take a shot on. But if I got offered a second round pick and I had a, and I had a steady quarterback, yeah, I think I'd do it. Say Derek Carr is your other quarterback. Oh, I would definitely try and get Jordan Love then Dynasty, hands down. I, I think, yeah. I well, would say, trade a say, say Derek Carr is your other quarterback, and, and then your backup would be Jordan Love. Would you trade Jordan Love for that second round uh, Yeah, second no. Round pick? I, I would I would send the second round pick for Jordan Love. Okay. If it was late. If it was early, no. But if it's like mid to late, yes. Okay. Uh, the running backs, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. I think they're both fine. I, I think Jones is definitely taking a hit. So I think Dylan may emerge as the RB1, the guy to have in fantasy this year. I Interesting. Think. Bold. It's bold. I know it's bold. Yeah. But, you know, they had to restructure the contract of Aaron Jones to be there. I think Aaron Jones might honestly regret that, to be honest with you. I think Aaron Jones probably wishes that he was he was available to go play for the Jets, too, with his, yeah, his friends. Yeah, I would think so. But uh, I think that this it's all about change this year in Green Bay. I can see Dylan becoming the RB1. You know, it's time for the youth movement. I mean, they drafted him. They drafted Jordan Love in the first round of 2020 and A.J. Dillon in the second round. So it's time. It's a youth movement for the Packers. A.J. Dillon, I kind of think, is touched is touchdown dependent. But I agree with you. There's a, there's a pathway towards being, uh, being somewhat fantasy relevant. I, w- I, w- I would definitely agree with you. Uh, now the receivers. I think probably the most important conversation that we're going to have. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Call me crazy. But I kind of think that Christian Watson, I'm kind of digging that because now I, I do too. Just Jordan because, Love, Jordan Love could throw a deep ball. Yes, he can. He could throw a deep ball. The one game that Christian Watson started with Jordan Love, I could find the exact. It, 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 I remember watching it. Jordan Love here. had the had the GPS on him the whole time on 21 pass attempts in 2022 from Jordan Love. Christian Watson got four targets. He caught three of them for 103 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I'm interested for sure. I have a very, I have a tough decision. 
Oh, I do too. I do too. I Tough have a key decision. decision involving Christian Watson. And so do I. I. And I kind of think it's it's I think it's for like a 13th or a 14th rounder. I think it's worth it. Would you keep Christian Watson for a 12th, Isaiah Pacheco for a 13th, or DeAndre Hopkins for a fifth? I'm not keeping DeAndre Hopkins. So it's really Watson or Pacheco. What was the value for Watson? Watson's a 12th, Pacheco is a 13th. Pacheco. Right? I think I have to it's, it's a Chiefs running. Yeah. And that's frightening. It's frightening. Fright- I have Watson in Dynasty though, so I'm not I'm not too upset there. Uh no. No, you should you, sh- you shouldn't be, honestly. It's a good you're in a good position though, and you can and you could always trade one of them too. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna be trading some guys though this year in Dynasty. It's time. Yeah. I'm sure. trying to be a year early on guys than a year late. But transition. <laughs> is Romeo Dobbs interesting to you at all? No. What about Robert Tunyon? He is. Yep. He is a little interesting. Security blanket for the tight end. I am a little interested in him. He's a fine late round guy. All right. Let's go to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers. Where is he in fantasy now? Top 12 quarterback. So I moved him up. I moved him up to 15 in my ranks. I have, let me just pull up my quarterbacks. So I have Deshaun Watson, Kirk Cousins, Tua, Daniel Jones, and Jared Goff ahead of Rodgers right now. Do I need to remind you the last time when we doubted Aaron Rodgers? He is entering his 40-year-old season. Well, we, we all doubted him after and then drafted Jordan Love. No, I'm not, listen, and, I'm and not saying to, that Aaron Rodgers to, is not draftable. I, I, let me just say this to you, though. This is has to be the most motivated Aaron Rodgers has ever been in his entire career. Oh, oh, I would say it's near top. Yeah. Yeah. I would um, say it's near top. Granted, he, he he has played in the Super Bowl and he's played in multiple NFC championship games. It, it's pretty close. I think he wants to win that second Super Bowl. And I think to win two Super Bowls for two franchises means something, too. Of course it does. So where is he getting drafted? Like, let's just say if Aaron Rodgers in the ninth round is a phenomenal starter for your fantasy. If you can stack Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers this year, that is phenomenal for your fantasy team. And you could you could pull it off. So he is going, granted, this is ADP when he was with Green Bay. So I can't really give an exact number right now. But in the ECR, he is going 115th overall as the QB 19 after I moved him up today. He is 97th overall. Dude, a stack of Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers is nice. Yeah. I'm very I'm much higher on Rodgers with the Jets, and that's not being biased than I was with the Packers. I think it's a much better situation with the Jets. Oh, it's a much better situation. Today. No, no, we agree. We we definitely agree on that. Um, okay, so for right now, Reese Hall probably not going to be ready to go to start week one unless you've heard anything different. But uh, from what I've heard is that he's probably not going to be ready to go. All, all I was told was he will not be rushed. I wasn't given any type yep. of yes timeline, expectation. It's just he won't be rushed. I heard he was ahead of schedule, though, about a month ago. So we'll see where that, that leads us. Right. But um, uh, but is, yeah, Brees Hall, is Brees Hall interesting to you? I have him in my ranks right now. I have Brees Hall as my RB12. He's price-dependent. Price yeah. dependent. He might be he might be drafted higher than where I think I would draft him. Yeah. So definitely price dependent for me. And now the receivers. We talked about yeah. Alan Lazard. Uh Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore looking like he's going to be the out and out slot guy for this team. Jake where he should have been. Elijah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Jake, 
I am so sorry. Elijah, give me, give me more. Forget You're going to get a lot more and more this year. You know, it was really disappointing that last year we, we only had one Brittany. Yeah. This we year we're going to get more. On, on the somebody, somebody actually brought this up. You know who Elijah Moore kind of reminds us of? Remind, and honestly, I see the comparison. A much younger, Randall Cobb. Oh, Randall Cobb? So maybe the he, guy's going to be joining him. We'll probably be taking snaps from him come week seven. You, you know that there needs to be Randall Cobb somewhere. There has to be. But I lo- I actually really like Elijah Moore. I think he's tremendous value wherever he's going to get drafted. He's going to be drafted about like ninth round, I'd say. Kind of in the ballpark of Rodgers, to be honest. Yeah, that would also be a sneaky um, stack. But so yeah, Elijah I, Moore. Especially right in full. Now. He's one of the guys that I have over Michael Thomas. Who? Did we talk about Michael Thomas at all? No, I, I would prefer not to have him in my. <laughs> we'll, we'll mention him towards the tail end of the show. We can mention it right now. Mention it don't right now. Just, Michael Thomas. We're, no, we're not interested in him. I don't care no, what don't his do it. Yeah, Just there don't it do is. it. But back there to more. Michael Thomas analysis. Yeah, no, forget him. But back to more, though. I think he really is tremendous value. And I, he's another guy that's going to be very motivated off of a bad year last year. And I think he has a lot to prove. So. I think, yeah, Elijah Moore. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Great guy. And now, Garrett Wilson. I think you're going to be actually a lot higher on him than I am. But I am I guess I'm tempering expectations. I think he's a top 10 receiver, to be honest with you. I think that's really the ceiling. I mean, obviously, I would love him to be in the top five. Don't get me wrong. Like, I would love him to be up there with those guys. But... I'm not sure if I'm ready yet for that, but I mean, where did Garrett Wilson finish last year? The wide receiver 17, I think it was. He finished the wide receiver 17, yes. I mean, that's with the worst quarterback play of the entire league. So why could we? Why should we not expect him to be that guy? I think regardless, he's gone. And if the Jets go out there and get like an Odell Beckham Jr. for some godforsaken reason, I still think Garrett Wilson's getting his in this offense. So Garrett Wilson, Garrett Wilson last year, he was ninth in pro football focus receiving grade, 25th in yards per route run on a minimum of 50 targets, 13th in open rate. I'm going to be completely ahead of you. The guy that he was ahead of in that open rate, by the way, was the guy that Aaron Rodgers was throwing to last year in Green Bay, fellow rookie Christian Watson. Yeah. So, Jake, do you want to know where I have Garrett Wilson in my ranks, where I move him up? Top six. Wide Very receiver close. six. Very close. Wide seven. receiver seven? Seven. All right. So let, let, let's let, let's do a little exercise here. I know we love to do it. Sure. Garrett Wilson or AJ Brown? Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson or Amon Ross St. Brown? Garrett Wilson. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. Garrett Wilson or DK Metcalf? Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson or Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase. Yeah, come on. That's uh... So I can make this very easy. Do you want to hear the receivers I had? I have ahead of Garrett Wilson. Interesting. Yeah, go ahead. Not in any particular order. Oh, you know what? I'll give it to you. In, 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 I'll give it to you in order. So Justin Jefferson is my wide receiver one. Cooper Cup my wide receiver two. Jamar Chase is my wide receiver three. Devontae Adams my wide receiver four. Tyreek Hill is my wide receiver five, and Stephon Diggs is my wide receiver six. Interesting. I think I might take Wilson over. Diggs. It's I close. thought about it. 
I, I honestly do. I genuinely thought about it, but I was like, I can't do it. Putting, you know why putting I Garrett think Wilson I was... over CD Lamb was very difficult for me to do. Just want to put that out you there. Did that. But um, going back to Diggs, it's just interesting with Wilson because you kind of got similar production to Diggs last year. Not obviously Diggs outproduced him, but like the unknown is very appealing. Sure with it is. Garrett Wilson. Whereas with Diggs, we're kind of back to back with. Not great, not like bad years by any stretch of the imagination, but like he's Diggs is very steady. Yes, if that makes sense. You get the you get one game a year of forty points, but like with Garrett Wilson, I mean hell, he why can't he be like Devontae? I'm not going to say he's Devontae Adams in Green Bay, but we know Aaron Rodgers just he feeds his number one guy. Yes, and it's far yes. and away Garrett Wilson so far. Uh yeah. And I it, I agree with everything with everything you just said, and and I'm a big Stefan Diggs guy. I love Diggs, but I do agree with you that Diggs Diggs might be now. He could be a consistent eighteen to twenty three points a week. Which, if that's what you're getting out of a guy that you're drafting as the wide receiver six, that's tremendous. Like I'm I'm not gonna come on and say that that's a bad thing. That you have a guy that is just super super steady, but has has his valleys to go with his peaks. But Garrett Wilson, he's coming into his second year. We, he's playing with Aaron Rodgers now. We've seen what number one targets do with Aaron Rodgers that are that are stars, and that guy is named Devontae Adams. But and not to mention, just go even further back. Look at what Randall Cobb did when he was in his prime with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Look at Jordy Nelson. S- same thing. Same exact thing. Greg Jennings, yeah. Yeah, Greg Jennings. Exactly right. So coming into the second year versus a guy that, you know, Stefan Diggs, we know what Stefan Diggs is. The the unknown, like Jake said, I I completely agree with him. I I think it's very, very exciting. The one thing that I will say, though, and this is for the not Jets fans in the audience, do not get into bidding wars with excited Jets fans for their guys. You want to hype them up, hype them the fuck up. Because all you've had to do is listen to Jake for the last 15 yeah. minutes. The guy can't hide his excitement. I'm excited. And, I, I'm going to draft I'm I'm going to draft Garrett Wilson at some point this year in fantasy. Oh, not, I'm I'm going like, to have Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers at somewhere. Yeah, I don't know where. Listen, I'm not somewhere. drafting I'm not like drafting him though in like the top 10 in my draft, but like No. Tail, you know, middle of the second round to the tail end of the second round, we can have so, a conversation. <laughs> so I think, I think what I what I may end up doing is he could he could very well be like my Justin Jefferson from last year, where it's like I want to have him somewhere. I don't have him anywhere, but then one of my last drafts, I'm like, fuck it, in the first round, just take him for fun, and just be like, well. I want to have Garrett Wilson somewhere. I want to be able to enjoy it and just be like, okay, if I'm at like a seven, eight, nine, or even if I'm in a 12, I'm like right at 12. Just say, you know what? Screw it. Just take Garrett Wilson and be like, all right, I have him somewhere. Then later in the draft, go get Aaron Rodgers, had that stack, die a happy man. And just be like, well, okay, it, it, it it's fun. But I'll be, I think I'll be able to get Garrett Wilson in, in a couple of places. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is this is the best time I'm gonna have probably as a Jet fan. Listen, I we deserve it as Jet fans. We've been through a lot of garbage. Yeah. Um, 
as of late. But I'm excited. I, I want to see the trade get get done. Hopefully, it doesn't require the 13th pick in the draft, but I don't think it will either. But no, I don't. I, and I don't some breaking know. news: uh, Fletcher Cox is back to the Eagles on a one-year yeah, deal. Yeah, I, I, I kind of figured that was going to Hometown happen. discount as he turned down more lucrative offers. I'm going to check in. I think the Jets might have been one of those teams. I know that um, they wanted him last year as well. And then I, I know I, I said this to you earlier, but I'll put this out there as well, so that way uh, people will, will know for a later date. Um, it does look like Orlando Brown is going to be a Chicago Bear. So that is very, very, very good news for – Jake and the New York Jets fans that are interested in getting Aaron Rodgers some offensive line help at 13th overall. Need a center too. Yes. Yes. Keep an eye centers, on, centers can be had in the middle of the draft. Yeah, but keep an eye on Graham Glass now if you're a Jets fan. It was Nathaniel Hackett center in uh drawing a blank Denver last yep. year. Yep. All right, Jake. Anything anything else you would like to add? Nothing in particular. It's just we'll see what happens with this Jets offense. Uh, I think a good amount will change. I think we'll see Randall Cobb for sure. Uh, neither tight end is interesting. Uh, if they, I know we didn't discuss that. I'm not Rogers just doesn't really look at the tight ends. I think yeah, if I had that, to pick a tight end, I didn't, I didn't bring it up. If I had to pick a tight end, maybe Conklin gets an uptick. Yeah, I think Conklin, maybe Conklin would be the one. I would think. Yeah, but outside of that, I'm I'm not uh, particularly interested. But Jets offense and fantasy. Yeah. And people compared to like the Denver offense last year. Nah, different. You can't compare Aaron Rodgers to Russell. Aaron Rodgers is a much better player than Russell Wilson. Come on, man. Yeah. And Russell Wilson was also going going into a totally different environment. And he's also just where... a freaking, he's just a weirdo, bro. Like he has his own floor and you have to call his agent to get a hold of him. Like that's not Aaron Rodgers. And no one really loves playing with Russell Wilson. Like, you people could say what they want about Aaron Rodgers, but dude, these players love Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and that's all I've heard from from people who have played with Aaron Rodgers that are in his circle that know what the kind of competitor that he is. I've heard nothing but fantastic things. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why all of his buddies want to come play. Like, bro, he's got a lot of friends in the league. Yes, he does. What was interesting though on McAfee's show today is when they were really knocking Hackett for failing in Denver last year. He, I don't know if you saw this, but he got extremely defensive of him. Like you, you could see he was visibly mad. Yes. Yeah. Well, can't wait, Jake. This has been fun. This is this ha- this has been fun. Um, hopefully, we won't have to do another breaking news podcast. I hope. Hopefully, all the breaking news is is done. And we are done for the week of podcast, but, but on Monday, we will be back with our very first prospect report. We will be doing the quarterbacks. Very exciting. And then later in the week, you will be hearing the running backs as well. Adam will be Shifting over to the Basement Talk podcast, Jake will be on here for the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show for the foreseeable future. So, Jake, welcome to your new home for the time being. What are we on, like year three of these? Uh, yeah, yeah, year three. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. I got to be honest with you. There's This is a good draft. A lot of people yes. – now maybe the top end talent isn't necessarily what we've seen in previous years, but – 
this is a good draft. I think one to five, I, I say to myself, these are good football players. Like, I think not I can, by default. I could realistically say that I think when I went through every position group, mo- most of the position groups, my prospects one to five for every single one, I could say there's a case that each of them could be the number one ranked prospect at their respective positions. Uh, yeah, I'm not quite there yet with you, but I can see what you're saying. Um, there's there's some far and away guys for me at their respective positions. Oh, sure. That, that, sure. That will break like running back, running back, there's a far and away guy. Listen, I think the quarterback, there's a far and away guy as well, but um, we'll get to that, well, that on that, Monday. Yep, we'll get, we'll get to that on Monday. So have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Enjoy the March Madness. Starts on Thursday, today. So enjoy it it is going to be a lovely time uh jake before before we uh before we go what's uh what's one bet that you're that you're uh that you're putting in for for march Madness? so that does that be exact uh, um wow i haven't even checked any of the spreads but i haven't checked any of the spreads either i just came up with it but i definitely like utah state i think they play tomorrow I be- I believe I believe they do. Yeah, I like Utah State over Missouri. And give me and give me Drake against against Miami. Okay, and Colgate plus uh, thirteen and a half. Oh yeah, at thir- thirteen and a half, New New York's finest. Sure. So the first game, first game of the tournament. In case you in case you were wondering, is Maryland and West Virginia. Okay. In case game. in case you were wondering. And then your Colgate. Jake! Colgate does play tomorrow. Gonna have to cross my uh gonna have to I wonder Aaron Rodgers is supposed to be in New York soon. I wonder if he's gonna go support Colgate. He might have to. He might have to. And I did so one of the one of the things that my, my kid brother turned turned me on to was to do a coin flip bracket. Just just for shits and giggles and to see That's... where where it ends up. Uh, would you like to hear the final four of said coin flip bracket before we go? Yep, go on ahead. So the final four, we have Creighton, Kansas State. You can see it. Drake. No. <laughs> and Northwestern. Absolutely can't say it. And with a championship being Creighton and Northwestern. And Northwestern wins the national championship. It was looking good. It was looking good. And then then just the second part of it just fell apart. Well, that's it. We're done. We're out of here. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. Stephon Gilmore is a Dallas Cowboy. Hopefully, DeAndre Hopkins is going to follow him. That'd be really cool. I'm surprised that you didn't pick uh, Kentucky to win the whole thing. Why would I do that? Um, not only are they the developmental team at the New York Knicks, oh, I'm, I'm well but aware. They, but they're also, but they're also the alma mater of Randall Cobb. Oh, oh I might have to do a bracket where I pick Kentucky. Oh, if I completely forgot that Randall Cobb went to Kentucky. Oh my God, I might have to do that. Yeah, I. It's so fitting. 
the Jets, the Jets don't want Randall Cobb because he's Aaron Rodgers' boy. The Jets are seeing what the Knicks are doing after being corrupted by Kentucky, and they want some of that. Yeah. Who knows? It's it, it, This is mind-blowing. Yeah, the alma mater of Randall Cobb. I mean, you know. It's unbelievable. Oh, this is this is mind-blowing. This is mind-altering stuff. Uh, for Jake, I'm Bird. Thank you so much. We love Kentucky. We love Portland, Oregon. And Jake loves Aaron Rodgers, and he loves the New York Jets. Until Monday, for the quarterbacks, enjoy March Madness. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy everything. Enjoy life. Life is great. Bye-bye. <laughs>